0: On the international front, I believe we're setting up a false flag operation, a huge operation in the Middle East, so that we can extend the war at the behest of the syndicate to Iran. One that they hope, none none of us hope, but that they hope that they can take nuclear. It's not the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers, the Lazards or the Pincuses, the Warburgs or the Seifs or the Paysour families that go to war and die. It's the Joneses and the Smiths and the Jandas and
1: the Allens and the you name it, right? The useless eaters. Hey friends, God bless you one and all. Thank you so much for coming on back to the show. That was Dr. Dave Janda. And in this one, we talk in detail about the attempted demolition of our beloved Republic. Yes, the demolition of America at the hands of Joe Biden, the demon rats and rhinos. Thank you so very much for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Have you ever known a time when everything has been in this much chaos? The markets are all over the place and nobody's quite sure what to do. What are you doing to make sure your money is safe? precious metals, gold and silver, have seen us through wars, depressions, and natural disasters for thousands of years. Now, always do your own diligence as there is no guarantee in any investment of any kind, but gold and silver might just be the answer right now. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today and claim your free three-ounce silver American virtue coin. Yes, free. Call 877-646-5347 right now and safeguard your financial future against market volatility. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is below. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report. Guys, I just want to start this one by saying don't trust the plan so much as trust your gut. Trust your eyes, trust your ears, trust what you see and hear and know to be true. Whether it's the fact that child sex trafficking is alive and well, yes, Pizzagate and Petagate have never been debunked. They're only getting worse because of 85,000 missing immigrant children who have been trafficked across the border and disappeared into either the sex or slave trade, the human sex or slave trade, but trust your gut. Don't trust the plan. The white hat is you. I'm so happy to have back on the line after far too long, Dr. Dave Janda. DaveJanda.com is the website. You can watch it live for free every Sunday from 2 to 5 Eastern, simply by going to DaveJanda.com. Doc, how are you, sir?
0: I'm great. Happy New Year, Sean. Happy New Year to all of your listeners. And Sean, your words are very profound. Uh, you know, we 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 have been inundated for a number of years about trusting the plan. and And when I speak to people about in the freedom movement, patriots, true patriots, and said, you know, tell me about this. What does trust the plan mean? Many times I get the response, well, the plan is is that uh, people with white hats uh, uh, in the military and politics are going to come in and save the day and reestablish order. And my role in that is to wait uh, until I'm given the cue by the person in politics, in uh, uh, in the military, that okay, now it's safe now. Well, I, I I don't disagree with that assessment. It's my concern that too many people have fallen into that, if you will, plan. And the real white hats, Sean, are every one of our listeners that have already gotten off the couch and have peacefully protested, peacefully educated peop- other people about what's really happening, that, that the 99% of the public in our country and around the world don't really know about because they're still tuned into what, what we call the bought-off, lamestream, fake media. And there are a number of our listeners that are patriots, that have that white hat sitting right next to them on the couch. And I believe their plan for 2024 should be not to wait for a politician or a military individual wearing a white hat to come knock on their door and say, it's okay, order's restored. Because I don't think that's going to happen. I believe what should happen is every patriot in our country should pick up that white hat and put it on in 2024 and march outside their front door and get off that couch and start educating and empowering every person they know about what's really going on, about the information they can get from your platform, from my platform at davejanda.com, from Sarah Westall, from a number of others. But again, and the first lesson should be to those we we try to educate and empower, turn off the bought-off lamestream fake media. Yeah. For every channel on the current t- television, in as far as I'm concerned, and some people don't like this, 99% of the radio out there, uh, syndicated radio...
1: Don't even yeah. get me started about Hugh Hewitt and the Zionists. This whole Zionist thing. You know, I just talked about this with Dr. Shiva Ayaduri, and um, it was probably even for the audience a bit of an uncomfortable broadcast. And there's so many things I want to cover today with you. There's some really great news, huge news happening. And Absolutely. I want to start with a soundbite from Ben Fulford in just a second that helps bring that into view, right? Trust your gut, trust your eyes and your ears, turn off CNN, turn off. I mean, they call it television programming for a reason, right, Dave? But exactly. it was a difficult broadcast with Dr. Shiva. He was telling the audience, my audience, that Vivek, Tulsi Gabbard, Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, RFK Jr. They're all simply part of a neo establishment. They're sort of playing their role. But my argument to him was, well, no, the winds are shifting and people are finding courage to stand up if for no other reason out of a sense of self-preservation, because nobody if you're Elon Musk and you're a multi multi billionaire, you don't want to be a slave to the World Economic Forum. That's my hope. But Dr. Shiva disagrees. And he says, kind of like you and I are saying, nope, It's up to each and every one of us to start locally and build a ground up natural grassroots movement to take our nation back. We cannot look to these people to save us. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think you're right on target. And the operative word there was words were start locally. You see,
0: we all tend to sell short those words, start locally, because we don't think it can make a difference, but it can it's the single most effective way of, if you will, writing, in more ways than one, writing this ship that that has gone completely off course. Educating and empower our friends, our family, our neighbors, our coworkers, maybe even people you don't even know. One little thing I do, Sean, and it actually surprises my wife that it actually works. I have a little note card of websites Hmm? Uh, uh, Zero Hedge, uh, your site, SGT, Sarah Westall site, um, uh, Breitbart News, Zero Hedge, uh, WAM, WAM Radio, where I'm WAMRadio.com, DaveJanda.com. And I have this little note card, and I'll be getting gas. And I'll, there's a number of people around, and I'll go, look at the price of this. This is crazy, isn't it? And there's no one who says, "Nah, this the gas price is great. People say, you're right. You know, this is nuts. I say, you know what? I don't think this is accident that, that, that we're looking at this price the way it is. I don't think this is incompetence. I think this is willful. And, you know, the information I get through the what some people call mainstream media, it's all garbage. It, it it all plays into these high prices we're paying, whatever it is, gas, food, clothing, shelter. I find these sites on this card to really give me a, an alternative view and a view that I could never get through the mainstream media. It, it's a view about what's really happening because I find out that these sites are really accurate. Oh, can you give me that card? Yeah, here you go. Oh, can I have one too? Sure. Sean, I do the same thing at the grocery store. I do the same, same thing at the hardware store. Look at the price of these, these nails. What the heck is going on here? Sean, I've never had anybody say, take your card back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and they thanked me. And, and as I give them the card, I said, you know, if you do find these sites helpful as I have, please make copies of it and give it to your friends and family. You see, that's local, right? But Sean, here's how it comes full circle. I've been doing that for over about two years. The other day, I'm getting gas. And I hear somebody say, boy, these prices are lousy. Look around and go, you're right. And this guy goes, hey, you know, I found some sites that tell me about information that I don't normally know about, the information. You might find this helpful. And he gives me a card. Hmm. Nine out of the 10 sites were the same sites I gave on my initial card starting a couple years ago. No, Sean, you see, here's the beauty of this. We're winning. And we know we're winning because... Of one little episode like that, I know it's a little episode, but I believe it's an important episode. But look at how the cult, the whatever you want to call it, the globalist cult, the globalist syndicate, uh-huh. the order crowd, the, the deep state, the criminal international banking syndicate, the wh- whatever you want to call it, it's all the same. Look how they're acting, Sean. They're not acting like they're winning. If they were winning, Sean, would the Secretary of State of Maine? pulled Trump off the ballot? Would the Supreme Court of Colorado made the ruling they ruled and then stayed their own ruling because they knew they were going to be over Sean, they're acting. Look at the four law, five law, what, 10 laws or whatever it is now against Trump. If they were winning, would they be doing that?
1: Yeah, John, would there
0: be a war? Would the would the we we all know the war in the Middle East is propagated through the syndicate, right? Would that war be occurring today if they were winning? No. No. Exactly. They're not winning, but they don't want people to realize that. And the only way they think they can survive is by instilling fear and by utilizing propaganda to keep people locked down and on the couch and not picking up that white hat and trying to make a difference. 100%. That that difference also might be going to your local, and it's all local, as you said, you're 100% on target, going to your local community meeting in your town, in your township, in your city and saying, Hey, hey, what are you doing about this illegal immigration issue? Because it's adversely affecting the safety and security of every person in our town. And we know that because, for example, in here where I'm based, in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, in southeast Michigan, there's been an increase in the number of break-ins, right? Well, they caught the people running that operation. And guess what, Sean? They were illegals from South America. What are you doing about that? Well, I'm I'm just local, and uh, I... Wait a minute. You look at, look at, look at. You sit in your local leather chair, but your buddies at the state level and the federal level sitting in those big leather chairs, you know. And you tell them that we're wise to what's really going on, and all of you better get together and develop a plan ASAP, to stop this, whether it's about illegal immigration or what's happening in the schools or what's happening in, 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 on the financial side of the equation, this ever-increasing DEBT debt that's destroying our country, what, $34 trillion now, not including the unfunded liabilities and mandates, uh, whether it's this incessant, we're going to taxi to death and we're going to take that money and we're going to shift it over to a money laundering human trafficking swamp run by a guy who is tied to the World Economic Forum, that being Zelensky, you know, you're going to stop that. You're going to stop that because it doesn't benefit people in our country or in our country's long-term. We're holding you accountable at the local level. I have the same conversation with people at the state level, people at the federal level. It goes all the way up. So they're hearing it. And many people will tell you, Sean, Oh, they 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 don't care about that. They're not gonna listen. Oh, 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 they will. Because when you have enough
1: people barking at them, you know what happens? Things change. They back down. No, well, that's right. Well, check this out. I agree with you. And you know, on a local level, I'm not exactly sure what any of us can do to abate this illegal immigration terror storm that's coming, right? This is an invasion. And it's being allowed. It's being fostered at the federal level. Okay, so I view Biden and his administration as traitors. That's my view. And I'm not sure how to fix that problem. But what I would say that people can do is continue what they're doing in terms of just saying no, do not comply, because you know what? At Davos, Al Gore was seething at the mouth in anger that people aren't buying the climate change narrative anymore. And he's pulling his hair out and he's lamenting the fact that people are turning to the alternative news media to find the truth because the stuff they get from CNN, MSNBC and WAPO does not pass the smell test. If you have an IQ above 80, you know you're being lied to. If you watch CNN and you listen to another pundit come on and tell you about insurrection and Donald J. Trump is a criminal who should be in prison because dot 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 insurrection, you know you're being gaslit, especially if you've seen the video, the thousands of hours of video that the Jan 6th committee tried to bury, that they did bury, that they wouldn't release, that would have proven their official story is a total lie. Mm -hmm. The insurrection was made to happen. It was allowed to happen. It was fostered by Nancy Pelosi and the D's. And by the way, as it relates to these demon creatures and rhinos alike, like Liz Cheney, isn't hiding evidence, isn't tampering with evidence in a federal trial, essentially a federal case, isn't that a felony in itself? I mean, so they're the very criminals they accuse us of being, Dave. And that's right from the globalist playbook. They always accuse their adversaries, which are all
0: of us, that oh, one other thing, they always accuse us of what they're guilty of. And, and you know, I, I hear this talk about, um, they characterize all of us, 99.9% of us that are not in the globalist camp as the have-nots. You know what? <laughs> To me, that's a limited hangout in telling people that. And limited hangout means you kind of give them part of the story, but not the whole story. Because if they got the whole story, it would really, really get to the crux of the matter. Sean, as you know, I first went to D.C. to work on healthcare policy uh, at the behest of the Ronald Reagan and the Reagan administration toward the end of his term in the spring of 1988. And starting in 1989, when old man Bush got control of the levers of power, I was in some meetings in DC and I first heard the term useless eaters. The term they use to describe all of us is not have nots, because that really doesn't tell the whole story. The terms they use to describe us are useless eaters. Now, why do I think that's important? Because if you heard, while well, they refer to us as have nots, that's you know, kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. But when you hear the term useless eaters, the connotation that that delivers, and, and it's really about what their intent is.
1: And how they view us. They view us as being lower than animals.
0: Exactly. And, 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 and that's so, that's important for people to realize, because I believe one of the true misconceptions of the freedom movement is that we underestimate, the, and I use this word, I believe accurately, with a capital E, the true evil of our adversaries, of our enemies. All too often, we underestimate the lengths they will go to to get more power, control, and financial resources. They will, they see all of us as useless eaters, as cannon fodder
1: for their operations. And they're trying to depopulate us, okay, with a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, with Agenda 2030 policies. And by the way, sort of in the theme of what we're talking about, that we are winning the war and they're beginning to panic, right? Panic in the sense that now they're fast tracking their agenda because people aren't playing along. So Klaus Schwab recently went to the United Nations and essentially tried and I think successfully did suggests that they should fast track U.N. agenda 2030 and make it U.N. agenda 2025. So they want to fast track the deep hop. And And uh, the good news is, and I want to play this clip from Ben Fulford in just one second. Oh, and by the way, then Ben gets into that new Obama produced movie via Netflix, Leave the World Behind. So we can talk about either of those things in just one second. But just in service of what we're talking about here, about their projection, look at this headline from Zero Hedge in defense of democracy. Desperate Democrats drop Trump paid off by Prince's and Premier's report, but suggest no charges because they're projecting. Now, here's the quote. Tell me who this sounds like. Does this sound like Trump or Biden? Quote, a president who is willing to brazenly convert the presidency into a business for self-enrichment and wealth maximization with the collusion or collusive participation of foreign states? Well, that would be a traitor, wouldn't it? Now, does that sound like Trump or Joe Biden? Again, projection, my friends, that is the name of their game. But people are seeing through it. And even the farmers now in Germany, they're starting to take action, too, as the world comes together against these demon creatures.
2: Uh, BlackRock and Vanguard, these big Rockefeller Rothschild funds who have started dumping uh, Ukrainian uh, produce, grains and stuff uh, on the European market and forced and and sort of bankrupting most of the other Western European farmers. And they're doing it because they're not able to export to the rest of the world. You know, there's this blockade going on. So this is an open revolt. And a similar thing happened in France when the the parliament completely rejected uh, Macron, Rothschild's plan to let in more immigrants. And uh, so there is open revolt happening. Now, the other big thing that happened was, as I noticed in my uh, last weekly report, all these people like Klaus Schwab Rothschild and Warren Buffett, uh, Barack Obama, they were all threatening a major cyber attack. And they put out a Netflix movie, which, uh, you know, people have written about, which shows, you know, uh, ships crashing on land and airplanes crashing and, and autopilot cars being crashed and stuff. And there was a big cyber attack planned. And the big target apparently was the uh, huge NSA data center in Utah, which control basically it has all the records of all the world's emails and everything ever on the Internet, ever. And the idea was to hit that with an electromagnetic pulse weapon and wipe out all the records. And this would have been a move by the Kazarian Mafia to destroy evidence that incriminates them, you know, in, well. Mass murder, et cetera.
1: Mass murder, et cetera. You know, I only play that not because I find Ben Fulford to be the source for all credibility or anything, but it's a hope filled message. The German farmers are taking part now and they're revolting. We're seeing revolts happen all over the planet against this anti-human agenda. And that's the good news. Uh, But I did watch that entire film that was produced by Obama. Uh, the Netflix movie, Leave the World Behind. It stars Julia Roberts. And I think it's propaganda to the extent that Cyber Polygon, right? A lot like Event 201, they tend to do and war game what they'd like to pull off in the real world in their war game exercises, like Rockefeller's Event 201. Uh, did you see that whole film? And what do you make of anything Ben just said?
0: Yeah, I, I saw parts of that film, actually. And um, so... What we're really talking about when we're talking about an EMP, whether it's on the NSA or another part of our infrastructure, is a false flag operation, right? An operation that was devised by the syndicate in order so that they can, and and, uh, trying to attribute it to somewhere else or someone else. And the ultimate goal of them is to get more power control and more financial resources, And I I drew one of the predictions I've given to the subscribers on my platform at DaveJanda.com for 2024 is a pretty easy one. And that is, is that we're going to see, actually kind of pun intended, a boatload of false flag operations on the international front and on the domestic front. On the international front, I believe we're setting up a false flag operation, a huge operation in the Middle East so that we can extend the war at the behest of the syndicate to Iran. One that they hope, none none of us hope, but that they hope that they can take nuclear. They are looking to expand this war. All of us are looking for peace, but the syndicate wants war because out of war, their playbook, and it's held steady for them for hundreds of years with war, because they're on both sides of it. They get more power control and more financial resources. And in the process, they have the added benefit. It goes back to something you said earlier about population reduction. It's not the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers, the Lazards or the Pincuses, the Warburgs or the Seifs or the Paysour families that go to war and die, right? It's the Joneses and the Smiths and the Jandas and the Allens and the you name it, right? The useless eaters. And it's the useless eaters that die by in mass with a nuclear event. What we all, all of us, try to block, prevent, not allow happen, they want to happen because it's always worked in their favor. So my concern is just as we saw with the Gulf of Tonkin in Vietnam, just as we saw with Pearl Harbor, I believe we're going to, have an event at one of the choke points in the Middle East, uh, Suez Canal, uh, the Straits of Dabuti or around Yemen, or the Strait of Hormuz or into the Persian Gulf. And I'm concerned with our carrier groups there and the fact that that entities in the Middle East that are also influenced by the globalist cult have some weapons, hypersonic weapons, that according to my sources in the military, we really don't have a good defense for. That there is a significant probability that there will be a huge event in the Middle East that escalates escalates the situation into a nuclear type of a strike event. That's one side of this. The other side is the domestic side. We have an election coming up. There are a lot of people that say the election in 2024 is not going to happen. Well, maybe it is, but maybe it's going to occur in even a smaller, if you will, bubble than it did in 2020. Look, in 2020, it was their beta test for... Mail-in voting and drop boxes and mules and uh, 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 the the dead voting, which has been occurring. I grew up in Chicago, has been occurring for many many decades. Uh, the the lack of voter ID, the 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 lack of being able to follow a ballot through with the chain of custody. What happens if we have a internet event that affects the infrastructure to the point where they say, you know. It's going to be difficult for us to do the voting and tabulating. So we're just going to stick with, well, we'll mail you your ballot, everybody. Not just if you so choose to use a mail-in ballot, you're going to have to use a mail-in ballot. What happens if this, you know, they're, they're ground forces, uh, BLM and Antifa, which are the ground forces, the globalist cult that, that uh, help provide the summer of love in 2020, Uh, to set the stage for the steel operation in November of 2020, Uh, what happened, you know, the the, the Antifa and BLM have, uh, they've been kind of sidelined a bit. And I don't think that's an accident. I believe that's another win for our side of the equation, the freedom side. But 90% of those, uh, uh, my sources on the the border, 90% of those coming in right now are military-aged, individuals from china from venezuela from south america from russia from africa from well maybe these are the ground troops rather than antifa blm that's what i've been saying that are going to u- be utilized right to adversely affect so you throw in a little internet problem and you throw in these ground troops oh there are some terrorist activities around could be Poland.
1: activated they could literally be activated by china or the right. UN or you know whoever they're beholden to, they're easy. not beholden Middle to the easy. Constitution, and they certainly don't give two craps about our country. And that's why I know this is treason. It's mm-hmm. absolute treason. But yeah, uh, well, that's right. Okay. And that's an important point, Sean. Many people say, Well, well, this is just
0: this is incompetence. This, this is this is a terrible accident. This is a terrible coincidence. No, no, it's all planned. There that's One of the first lessons I learned in 1988, when I went to work uh, and and be a consultant during the Reagan administration, uh, my immediate boss was then Surgeon General C. Everett Koop, a great doc and a great person. And one of the first lessons he delivered to me was, Dave, in this city and in politics in general, there are no coincidences and there are no accidents. It might look that way, but it's all planned. Well, that stood with me now for, you know, coming up on 36 years. And whenever I look at a situation, I always remember his words of wisdom. And one of the problems, Sean, you know, as I said, you know, we don't, as he said, in our freedom movement, wonderful people, but we don't, we underestimate the evilness of our adversaries, of the enemy. Well, the other issue is we tend to discount events as being well. That look at and it's and it's not a coincidence that they have this individual, and I'm I'm being kind as in Joe Biden in the position he's in, because you too many people pointing us this guy's demented. Well, he might be, but but it's not him making the decisions. He he's a low-level puppet. And and one of the other problems, Sean, is that people say, "Oh, Obama's pulling the strings. Uh, Soros is pulling the strings." Okay, they're not. Obama, the Bushes, the Clintons, uh, the the Romneys, the Ronald Romney McDaniels, the the Schumer's, the McCarthys, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, uh, the the Soroses. They're all, they might be a little higher middle level, but they're middle level puppets.
1: Well, I would just push back gently with that. But you're regarding Soros. He's middle level. He's, well, middle, he's middle. He's a lot higher level than Nancy Pelosi or some of these Chuck Schumer. But, you know, I mean, he's the guy funding Media Matters for America, which took me down and dozens of other channels in October 15th, 2020, on the back of a Media Matters for America hit piece. Then a week later, another Media Matters for America hit piece gets us all taken off a of Patreon. And meanwhile, Soros funds all of the like Katie Hobbs and all these crooked AGs that are destroying the cities from within. So I think he's got a lot more power than somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who is obviously also corrupt to the absolute core. Agree. But he's opinion.
0: not the one calling the shot. The The shots are being called far above him through the banking families. And, and, and above the Soroses are the World Economic Forum and the Council on Foreign Relations and the Bilderberg Group Median and the, trans- you've become and the IMF, right? But, and above that, somebody's given them the marching orders, and it's the banking families.
1: Bank for International Settlements, IMF, World Bank, yep, 100%. And, and,
0: and same with Klaus Schwab. So if you want calls, Soros and Klaus Schwab, upper middle level. But in my mind, they're still at that middle level category.
1: Yeah, but follow the bloodlines because Schwab is related to Rothschild via marriage via I think is on his mother's side. And then, look, I just said this in my uh, in a broadcast I was on the other night as a guest. I said, well, follow the bloodlines. Who did Nikki Hilton, the sister of Paris Hilton, marry? She literally married a Rothschild. So follow the bloodlines. You're right. It all goes back to these international banking families, as does what I'm about to show you, because we can switch gears here or we can continue if you'd like. But I just wanted to show folks this blackmail mentioned in Epstein docs as Mossad Honeypot. Well, yeah. okay, we've been ahead of the curve on this for a very long time. Thank you very much, Zero Hedge. But uh, what's interesting about this release of folks that were on the list of evidently going to Epstein Island, Little St. James, we've got people like LinkedIn's Reid Hoffman, Bill Clinton, of course, Hyatt Hotel billionaire Thomas Pritzker, oh, and probably Prince Andrew coming back to you, Dave. But uh, what's really interesting is that, again, this is a bit of a limited hangout because until we get the pictures and the videos that show the evil deeds these people were engaged in, in the honeypot, in the blackmail operation, it's really all for naught. And by the way, none of these people have been prosecuted for their crimes against children.
0: I agree with you. The real money, you know, they talk about, well, you know, there's this Epstein, the Lolita Express list and the Epstein client list. And, okay, well, those are important. But a lot of that we've already known about for a long time. I mean, Sean, you and I've been talking and a small number of us in Independent Me have been talking about Epstein and what he was really the front for. And and actually, um, what I believe is that Epstein was the... uh, the guy put on point the Oswald of this operation. The, the, the person actually more integrally involved running this was, in fact, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell is portrayed as, well, his servant who helped kind of push this through, his assistant. No, she was, she was the handler for Epstein, Epstein being the fake billionaire, and the operations behind these people were the intelligence agencies. Right, mm-hmm. in particular, I believe, based on sources I have, and have, and I've said this for many years, and got a lot of heat for it, but actually, it's coming to fruition and and out there, the CIA, Mossad, just to name a few, and all you have to do is look back at Galen Maxwell's history with her daddy Robert. That apple didn't fall far from that tree. This was an operation. And your point about, well, wait a minute, the lists are one thing. But the videos and the audio tapes and the pictures, that's the key. And the question, Sean, is who holds those videotapes, audio tapes, and pictures? And I believe it's the CIA and Mossad and other Western intelligence agencies. Read that as possibly MI6. And also, I, I, I also believe that. Um, uh, one of the um, entities that's holding it is the FBI. And that's where the money is. And under they cannot, they cannot let those fall in the hands of people who value freedom. Because it's one thing to deny a list. It's another thing to divide to, to, to deny. These videos. Now, the way they'll deny it, Sean, is they'll say that's a deep fake. <laughs> that's a that's a deep fake. That's that's not real. Well, you know we have the we have the technology to be able to pick up if something is a deep fake or not. And but the bottom line is, you're right, Sean. Is that and it all comes down to leverage. That's what the whole pedophile island. Uh, that's what the whole Epstein-Maxwell intelligence service operation was. It was about putting people in compromised positions and then using them to advance their agenda. And let me give you one quick example. Uh, One of the first meetings I was at at the White House in the spring of 1988 on the domestic side, looking at the healthcare policy, and there were many other issues discussed at that meeting. There was something that happened at one of those meetings. And there was a very, very well-known household name, political individual who was also big into policy that was sitting to my left. And when I watched this transpire at this meeting, I turned to this person who was to my left and I whispered in their ear, what the heck is going on here? This is nuts. And this person looked at me, goes, Dave, now this is the spring of 1988 in the White House. And this person said to me, "Dave, the walls have ears. We will talk on our way to lunch when we're in private, off grounds." So there's a break for lunch. We're walking down Pennsylvania Avenue, in between the White House and the Treasury Building, is kind of like a there's an indentation in the fence, and uh, at the time, and we, uh, he goes grab my shoulder, and goes come here. And this person looked at me and said, I, I said, look, th- th- this reeked of part of that room being controlled. Uh, 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 and the person looked at me and said, yeah. I said, what percentage of people, this is 1988, in this city, executive, legislative, and judicial branches are controlled, are coerced, are are blackmailed, are bribed. are. And this person looked at me without batting an eye and said, Dave, 95%. Now, if that person was alive today, and we, were, we wouldn't be in the White House, but if we were walking down Pennsylvania Avenue going to lunch, and I asked that same person that same question, I believe their answer would be 99.9%. Now, here's the second part of that conversation. This person then turned to me and said, Dave, you have really good ideas dave your background and your file paints a picture of you that's very concerning to people in washington and what dave you don't give a rip about money you can't be controlled that way dave You have a happy family life. You can't be controlled that way. But I'm going to give you some advice, Dave. Yeah. And here it was. And it has stuck with me ever since, and I've always heeded this advice. Dave, never go to a private party in Washington, D.C., whether it's at a congressman's house, a senator's house, or the vice president's house. The vice president at the time was George H.W. Bush, old man Bush. He said, if you're invited to a private party at the White House, you're clean there. You're good. You go. But he goes, if you want to go out to a movie or to a, a football game uh, or uh, uh, dinner with any man or woman you want, do it in public. Just go. Do fine. But if it's a private party, even if it's, hey Dave, you know, for example, you like football, uh, Dave, uh, we're gonna we're gonna invite you over to Senator so and so's house to, to watch a football game. This person told me, look, don't go, because you'll go there, and you'll see Senator so and so, and there'll be a bunch of other senators and congressmen around, and then you'll say, and you'll notice that the alcohol is being served, and you go, why is this kid here? Why are all these kids? Why is this senator? having these young kids here and they you know, his kids here and, and their friends, this doesn't add up, but well, well whatever, I'm going to watch the game. And he goes, you drink your usual Coca-Cola. And next thing, you know, you start to feel real woozy. And the next thing that happens is you wake up a couple hours later on a bed in that, in that townhouse and, On your chest is a Polaroid, uh, which in old days is a picture, a Polaroid of you with a kid. And Dave, they got you. Because your drink was mickeyed that allowed you to pass out for them to set you up. Dave, never go to a private party Because they got you. So many people ask, Sean, how in the world did we get to this position in our country? And the answer is one word. Leverage, which brings me to recently a congresswoman by the name of Anna Paulina Luna. Here's what she said Tell me if this sounds familiar. Quote I travel with my husband at all times in DC. If he cannot come with me, I have a female staffer as an alibi. I don't even touch alcohol in DC. DC can be a nasty place, Mm -hmm. keep your circle tight and just anticipate you're always being watched.
1: That is how this game operates. All blackmail. It's a system built on blackmail. And by the way, Robert Breedlove, I keep mentioning this guy. He's written a couple of books on Bitcoin. And uh, he notes very smartly and rightly that uh, it is the destruction of our money. It's dirty money that destroys a nation and Mm -hmm. a world. That's what it is. Corrupt money corrupts everything. And so part of this is bribery. Part of it is sex blackmail. And at its worst levels on Epstein Island, a lot of it is underage sex blackmail. But that is the model. That is the honeypot. And I think it does go on in Washington, D.C. with all these orgies. And by the way, the gay guys that had sex, remember the video that just went viral? I didn't watch it, but I saw a still picture of it. Anal sex happening in one of these congressional Senate chambers at the state Capitol in Washington, D.C., at the national Capitol in Washington, D.C. And all that happened to the guys who got fired. You see what I'm saying? It's a complete destruction of our society from within. And, and it's a little bit of a tangent willful. there, but go ahead. And it's willful.
0: That It's not incompetence. It's, it's not a an demoralization
1: am- of our nation, too, by the way.
0: That's right. It, it's it's a psychological psychological operation of demoralization, which is a key component in bringing down a structure, in this case, a constitutional republic. So one of the points that you and I talk about is, you know, one of the issues they push is we have to have a continuity of government put in place so that the government can continue in the case of a catastrophe. Government's the problem. Exactly. Who's the causing, government who's operating
1: wrong? out of Colorado. Right. Who's causing the catastrophe? So in 2024,
0: I believe we should be focused on not a continuity of a government that's criminal and compromised, that focuses on chaos and death and destruction. But what we should focus on is the continuity of the American public, of the freedom-loving world public. We should focus on the continuity of the American spirit that got us 250 years, right? We should focus on the continuity of freedom and liberty. And and we we should really focus on the continuity of a true constitutional republic. Because if we do that, Sean, it's game, set, and match. And the one statistic the cult does not want the public to realize is the following. There are 320 million of us in this country. That value freedom. There are billions of people around the world who cherish, long for, freedom, and there are only a couple, couple thousand, maybe five thousand at the very most of these globalist scum who are perpetrating these incessant and continuous crimes against
1: humanity. Yep, hundred percent. I wanted to ask you about SISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Let me show you something. And then I want to follow up on something Dr. Shiva said, which kind of resonates with me. So I know you've been kicked off of, every, you know, pretty much every platform, as I have been in <laughs> yeah. uh, Twitter still hasn't brought you back. But you still have a YouTube channel, whereas I'm on Twitter, but totally throttled. They brought me back to Twitter, but I'm totally throttled. I have no reach, but I can't get back on YouTube. So we're kind of similar, right? We're uh, buddies that way. We both uh, have been banned, but not entirely. And we're doing the best we can. Anyway, Dr. Shiva made the point, you know, when he was talking about this new neo-establishment, he called it, he said, the other problem is if you look at big tech, Mm -hmm. who do you see running the majority of these companies? And at Google, we have Sundar Pichai. Where does he hail from? India. And Dr. Shiva went on a bit of a rant about Mm -hmm. India because he was born there. Mm -hmm. And he said, these people are put in charge of these companies because they do not care about the United States and its constitution. They do not care about the Bill of Rights. And so the other thing that he was really lamenting as being part of the problem here is that Siza was unanimously approved by Congress
3: and then signed into law by Trump. The truth is on November 16th, 2018, it was a Republican, President Donald Trump, the man who barked, make America great and drain the swamp, signed into law a bill, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Act, that was unanimously proved by every member of Congress, Democrats and Republicans, including the likes of Thomas Massey and Jim Jordan and others who claim they are, quote unquote, fighters for, quote unquote, free speech. The truth is a Congress of the United States is owned by foreign actors and big tech. This is why SISA was passed unanimously. These external forces control the Congress of the United States.
1: Now, I just want to show you this because I think this is part of the problem of why you don't get to be on Twitter and I don't get to be on YouTube and we've been banned off of so many platforms. So check this out. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency, Mm -hmm. operating out of Arlington, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay, to me, that's just CIA. But the subsidiary is Office of Biometric Identity Management. Okay, you can see the Brave New feature, digital IDs if you want to get on the internet. Are these people trying to protect us or destroy us from within? The deputy director is this guy. From what I have found, that although this man was born in the United States, his parents hail from India we're in a lot of trouble here. And uh, until we do away with some of this stuff, which Trump didn't even help. Why did, why did Trump sign SISA? What, what's your views on this? Are these guys going to protect us from a cyber event, a cyber false flag, or are they going to be part of it?
0: Remember, SISA is the one that declared the 2020 election was the most free and fair election in American history. Only three years after that, they came out and said, oh, well, there's the vulnerabilities based on, actually a guy right down the street here, uh Halderman, uh, a, a a professor of computer technology at the University of Michigan, who came out and did the analysis that was actually used in Georgia that showed that these things can be easily hacked, right? That 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 results can be flipped. You know, Sean, I I get the where are these people born and who are their relatives. But the question I ask
1: isn't not so much where they're born or who are their relatives, but controls them that's a super fair point because there's a lot of decent people from india just like there's decent people in china and there's decent people in our own country and a lot of the world hates us because of our government so let me concede that point but i would also say a bigger part of the problem isn't so much putting people in power that were born in india that aren't beholden to you know our constitution or bill of rights the bigger problem is zionism in this whole dual state thing like you're going to pledge your allegiance to a different country that's why you can't put america first and we got all sorts of people including biden who says he's a proud zionist
0: so, Sean, I've get a lot of trouble for this. But here is just a tip of the iceberg issue on this whole citizenship issue. Why are there so many dual citizens in government? Mm-hmm. There are some estimates that say up to 60, 70, 80 percent of those in Congress are dual citizens with another country. Sean. Why is there even one person? That, because when you're a dual citizen, how do you know who's, what alliance that person really has, right? And, and there should be zero dual citizens in every branch of the government. And anyone, as far as I'm concerned, anyone who's in government who's, in, who's a dual citizen needs to be removed and, and, and terminated. The job gone because they're not serving the people in 100% of their capacity that they were put there to do. So that's, that's number one. There should be zero dual citizens. The individuals that say, like you mentioned what Biden said, the primary interest of every person in this country Should be the continuity of the American people, the continuity of the American spirit, the continuity of our constitutional republic, the continuity of freedom and liberty. That should be what's on their radar screen. That doesn't mean you can't like another country or you can't like, you know, you can like everybody in the world. That's great. But you have to, everybody across the board, As an American citizen, your primary responsibility
1: is to the people of our country and this constitutional republic. 100%. Let me say one more thing here. And I find this to be maybe the most important topic of our age. And finally, people are talking about it. Tucker Carlson has used the word Zionism. There are conversations being had about this now because October 7th, because people like Ben Shapiro are foaming at the mouth. People like Lindsey Graham saying we should write a blank check. No questions asked anytime Israel needs anything. So, where else do you see that? Do you see the Veterans Administration getting a blank check anytime they ask? Do you see we, the people, getting a reprieve from taxation without representation? Now, people have had quite enough of it. And uh, not only is Tucker talking about Zionism, and I brought this up to Dr. Shiva, and my point was, see, the winds are starting to blow. a yes. different direction It's waking up a lot of people. And whereas, let me show you this clip. Whereas people were previously scared to death to talk about this, I think I've always said this. I think Woodrow Wilson was referring to Zionism and central bankers when he said this. Since I entered politics, I've chiefly had men's views confided to me privately. Some of the biggest men, meaning richest in the United States, in the field of commerce and manufacture, are afraid of something. They know that there is a power somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete, so pervasive that they better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. I think he was talking about perhaps international jewelry, but I would say Zionism. I would say Rothschild banking. I would say that that conversation was not allowed to be had in my lifetime until just recently with Tucker talking about it and get this, AJ Alex Jones just had on brother Nathaniel yesterday as you and I are having this conversation. And it went on for about 45 minutes to an hour. And the one word that Alex Jones could not allow to escape his mouth during that debate about, you know, Jews, this Jews, that coming from brother Nathaniel, AJ couldn't say the word. That's the one word that Alex Jones would not allow to escape his lips, Zionism. And I think that's what we all need to be talking about.
0: Well, I, I agree with you. And let's go back to Woodrow Wilson. Remember, Woodrow Wilson in 1913 handed over our money supply and the creation of our money supply from the United States Treasury to what was created under his watch, the Federal Reserve, a group of criminal international banking syndicate players. So, yeah, he talks a pretty good game there, but he was integral in that syndicate becoming the Federal Reserve and having the power. And one of the reasons why we're in this big mess we are now financially. He 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 was a huge component of that. So I don't disagree with what he said, but Woodrow, look in the freaking mirror. He he was integrally responsible for this cabal yep. that's running the banking system as we
2: speak.
1: Yep. So and he said that too in his uh, his memoir or his autobiography or whatever. That's right. He did. You know, that he is an unhappy man and he has unwittingly, he says, ruined my country. A great industrial nation is controlled by its system of credit. Our system of credit is concentrated. The growth of the nation, therefore, and all of our activities are in the hands of a few men, the Federal Reserve. And uh, Brother Nathan kept saying this to AJ, Amshell. Rothschild, Amshel Mayor Rothschild said time and time again, I care not who makes a nation's laws as long as I control the nation's money supply. So that's so what we're up against, man.
0: disagree. The only word I would disagree, right? Look at the first statement he made and the look at that second statement, right? He said, I unwittingly. No, no. I, I would, I believe that's pure marketing on his part. He made that first statement. He made it. Well, if he made that first statement, which he did, how can he say he unwittingly made the biggest mistake? No, he, 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 he knew exactly what he was doing. And the question is why. And I believe the answer is something that you and I've already discussed. They controlled him. Mm -hmm. They owned him. And that's what led to that decision establishing the Federal Reserve.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And, uh, to say unwittingly is probably reputational. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Reputation management. Reputation. Try-
0: yeah, right, right, right. He he's he's trying to launder the launder his decision of what he did in December of nineteen thirteen. And and the issue of, of you mentioned Zionism. Many people believe. Well, if you talk about Zionism, you you're anti-Semitic. No, no, no. People don't understand, people don't understand, when you're talking about Zionism, you're talking about a group of individuals that are not focused, if you will, if they're in the United States, on their own country. They're focused on the benefits afforded to a country across the world, right? A group of individuals, the Zionists, many people, Zionists or the, you're talking about the Jewish faith. No, (laughs) no, they are, Zionists are globalists. They only care about their benefactors, that being the banking families above them. And let's face it, not all these banking... So people say, when you're talking about the banking families, you're talking about people who are Jewish. Are the Rockefellers Jewish? Are the Rockefellers Jewish? No. No. You're talking about a group of individuals who are power hungry, who are control hungry, who are money hungry pigs who only care about themselves and their own blood family. And everybody else is expendable to them. And that includes, by the way, all these middle-level puppets, lower-level puppets, upper-middle-level puppets. Sean, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and that whole group, they don't give a rip. About the welfare of George Soros or his little dweeb kid or whatever, right? They'll throw them under the bus in a second as soon as they're done using them. And that's true all the way down that food chain. That's that's what these what these puppets don't get. Occasionally we see one of them thrown under the bus. And I do believe one of the predictions for the 2024 is you're gonna see more of them thrown under the bus. Okay, in a significant number, because they they're at a point, the banking families where they go, wow! if we want to save our skin, we we got to give them some of these people. We got to hang these people out. So you're going to see a significant. Why do you think the Epstein list is coming out? Right. It's because the banking family are trying to throw some chum in the water to back off the people sharks, right? Maybe they'll get satiated on the chum, right? Whatever, you know, the Clintons and the Obamas and the and the Bushes and the uh, you know the celebrity de jour and this celebrity and that. Yeah. Maybe they'll get say they'll get full and go somewhere else and leave us alone if we throw some of this chum out. That's what's coming in 2024.
1: Well, you know what? I do continue to view our cup as half full because we've got a little thing called the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and a 10th Amendment, which reserves the rights to the states and we, the people, should the government turn overtly tyrannical, which it has. So it'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out in 2024 and beyond. And, uh, you know, what? we sit on the cusp of history every single day. You, me, the listeners, it's a very, very exciting time to be alive. And yes, it's an anxiety filled time to be alive very much so a lot of people are facing slings and arrows because of you know a dollar losing its purchasing power and people dropping dead from the vax and you know it's just a litany of slings and arrows we all suffer because the enemy has so many weapons in their quiver they've got so many weapons at their disposal. but we the people do have truth we've got God, we've got liberty and at the end of the day keeping your truth straight is a lot easier than keeping the lies straight. So that's why truth, Will prevail. And that's why people are waking up to the gaslighting. Dave, I think people are really, really waking up in droves to the gaslighting coming from officialdom, be it CNN or that talking head over at the White House, you know, Reggae Ann, whatever her name is, <laughs> Jean Pierre.
0: I agree with you. You know, this was sent to me recently and it, and it kind of summarizes all of this about the awakening. This was sent to me. Big banks, what we've been talking about, ensure that we stay in debt, D E B T. Big pharma ensures that we stay sick. Weapons manufacturers ensure we stay at war. The mainstream media ensures we stay ignorant. And government, run by the globalists, Mm -hmm. ensures it's all legal. Yeah, that's right.
1: And that is an example of the awakening. All right. Well, God bless you, Dave. Dave Janda, we appreciate you so much. Let's show your website now. I know that you broadcast live every Sunday from two to five Eastern. Yeah. What's the easiest way to find that or the rebroadcast of it.
0: Okay. So if you go down the page a little bit, you'll see a boom. Listen live. See where it says like a little antenna. Listen yep. live. If you hit that two to five Eastern, you're with us. It actually streams Wham Talk 1600 twenty four seven. Incredible, incredible content on Wham Talk 1600. Not just my show on Sundays from 2 to 5, but a tremendous amount of unique content you will not get any other place. And it's all freedom based. It's an independent station. It's not part of a syndicated radio platform, which means it's free of being controlled and the like. Uh, the podcasts are, par- are are also available at davejanda.com further down the page and then I do a number of free videos every week that are on Rumble and uh, one that's sanitized I have I put up on on YouTube but there are free videos on the web page and then we have a subscription side of 30 cents a day nine bucks a month um, so people can sign up for a month and if they don't like it get rid of it but I don't know why because I do five other shows about content I cannot speak about on the radio because there are choke points through the FCC still there. Where if you go a certain spot, they're going to shut down the station. So I can go only so far on the radio. I can only go, as you know, I can't go hardly anywhere on YouTube and 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 uh, not on Twitter and on Rumble. Many people believe Rumble is a panacea. Uh, Well, I've had some issues with Rumble, so I can only go so far there. So. On the shows I do, whether it's the WTF show, so-called What the Fudge, F-U-D-G-E, like the candy, based on my Uncle Jim, uh, used to walk in a room, What the Fudge is going on, family? Uh, the WTF show, where I bring information from the source I've developed over 35 years, I do this once a week, and I say, here's what's happening from my sources, and it really puts people far ahead of the curve. I have our Insider Insight show, where I have guests on to speak about things we cannot discuss uh, on um, on the radio or on social media platforms. We have our Operation Freedom Briefing. We have our, our Dave versus the MSM show. Again, so tremendous amount of free content, but we also have the subscription side. And again, I, I thank you, Sean, for your years of service and dedication to the public. Yeah, uh, you know, Well, no, it, and I'm not just oh, saying- Back that. at
1: you, back at you. I mean, our numbers are increasing, actually. People like Jimmy Dore are really- taking front and center. Interesting that he's allowed to have one point two million subs on YouTube. And he sounds like I've always sounded. He's covering the stuff I cover. I mean, the U.S. government's involvement in the explosion, the false flag act of terror on the Nord Stream pipeline. And he's covering all of it. The death jab masquerading, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. He talks. He sounds just like me. He was just on Mel Kay's show and he is a repository of excellent information. So and he's a Democrat he identifies as a democrat so i think the great awakening is real man 100 percent. but just remember
0: here's the thing sean i've said this for 13 years on the radio based on what i started seeing back in 1988 there's one political party in washington that i call the republicrats that's owned and operated by a criminal syndicate that being the banking families and one of the first lessons when, one of the first days I was in D.C., one of Ronald Reagan's administrative assistants came in. Her name was Kathy. And those of us that were just starting on policy, she said, listen, when you present information to the president about policy, do not, do not ever give him policy focused on the right-left axis. The pre- 1988. The president sees the right-left axis as theater, and it's meant to divide and conquer the public. The axis you should work on is policies that focus on the up and down axis. Up being promoting freedom and blocking those on the down axis in government and in industry that are focused on oppression and oppression of people's freedoms and liberties. Your policy should all focus on the up axis. So when I hear somebody identify themselves as a Republican, as a Democrat, They are locked into the two-party system. And that plays into the syndicate's hands. What I look at people, they're either on the up axis or they're on the down axis. And I've been doing that for 35 years since that was introduced to me through Ronald Reagan. And I can tell you, I can tell you that that focus, you can pick out somebody who's controlled opposition in a heartbeat in a heartbeat but if you focus on the right left axis you can be duped because there are so many wolves in sheep's clothing yeah there are right yeah, and, and that's Mickey, where he
1: haley at the top
0: of the list oh yeah absolutely right i mean look at all of them look look at i mean all, you know, i mean you know you mentioned vivek ramaswani earlier He I mean, see he talks a good game right Right. I mean, so you can look at a lot of these players and say, no, I mean, Elon Musk, right? I'm the the guy who's the Godzilla for free speech. Well, wait a minute. Why are there thousands of us still taken off of Twitter? If he's if he's so hell-bent on free, why did he bring somebody from the World Economic Forum to be his CEO? I mean. You know, how was his wealth created through billions of dollars of taxpayer subsidized money that has come into his companies? Okay. Well, wait a minute. Was there a price for doing that? You know, I mean, and I'm not saying you can't believe in some of these people, but you have to at least ask those questions because you wonder, right? Is this person playing on our team a hundred percent of the time? Are they playing on our team 80% of the time? Are they playing on our team 50% or 20% but acting like they're playing at 100%? And, that, and, that, and that's why when you look at on the up-down axis rather than this right-left axis, mm-hmm. boy, I'll tell you, it clarifies a lot of things that you see happening around the world.
1: Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Well, you know, as we part ways... I'm not anti Vivek, but I, I completely understand where Dr. Shiva coming from. And you, too, because, you know, he does sound like he's freedom and yeah. Down access. He's saying all the right things. He says and great. And I appreciate stuff. that. You know, I appreciate that. So I, I mean, do, too, curious how, because what I like to say even about Donald J. Trump, who had prayer circles in the Oval Office compared to what satanic performances during Christmas, like uh, Dr. Jill, um, we don't know what lies in the man's heart. No, I don't know. Only God does. So each one of us is left with our own discernment and critical thinking skills to figure all this stuff out. But at the end of the day, it's Bill of Rights, Constitution, freedom. That's it. And the only reason we resort to government at all is to secure our liberties, which this government is burning. They're burning our liberties daily with an open border, taxation without representation, and a $34 trillion debt spiral, which will, I mean, by the, you know, frankly, at this point, Dave. It's just a waiting game for Russia and China. They don't have to fire a single weapon. We're going to spend ourselves into destruction.
0: I completely agree with you. I wish I would disagree with you, but I agree with you. And again, actions, bold statement, actions speak louder than words. We cannot be mesmerized by someone's words when their actions are different.
1: Yeah, they're right? all they're all hypocrites. That's what I keep saying too. It's waking up the American people in droves that all of these folks I don't mean all of the ones we've mentioned necessarily here, like Vivek and Tulsi and RFK Jr., maybe they are, maybe they're all hypocrites. But the ones that are the real hypocrites that talk out of the left side of their mouth with a forked tongue, people like Liz Cheney telling us that Trump is guilty of insurrection while she and her team and the Jan Six Committee hide all of those thousands of hours of video that would have Liberated those being accused of these mm-hmm. crimes, <laughs> they all speak with forked tongues and they're all hypocrites.
0: And a great example of that is what you showed with Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, his words were great, weren't they? But his actions.
1: Yeah, his actions led to the destruction of our nation and thirty-four trillion in debt.
0: And the, right, and, and the dollar that in nineteen thirteen when he made those statements was worth is now less, is now worth 99, 99% less than it was as far as purchasing power in, in 1913 when he handed over the printing press from the United States Treasury to the, the cartel of independent bankers called the Federal Reserve. Federal's part of its name, just like Federal Express is, but it's not a part. Of the federal government. It's not a part of the executive, legislative, or judicial branches of the government. They're a group of independent bankers. And what they want to do, Sean, is with these false flags in the Middle East or around the world, with these false flags domestically, whatever it might be. They want to divert people's attention for the real reason why they're bringing down the financial system in 2024. They want people to point at it's the Middle East. It's what happened with Iran. It's what happened uh, domestically. No, it was all contrived. It was all planned. And it was all at the behest of the criminal banking syndicate. And they don't want people to point their finger that way. They want them to point at the distractions. That's and right. It's important that every one of our listeners know why it's happening, and who is allowing it and who has made it happen.
1: Right. And our listeners know this as we part ways and say our goodbyes. Our listeners know that the enemy is the one that will ride in with what they call the cure for what ails us, problem, reaction, solution. So when the SHTF happens, they're going to ride in with their central bank digital currency and digital ID The same people that took us to this evil place, the same people that bankrupted our nation, spent us into oblivion while enriching themselves, will say, trust us. Trust us with a central bank, digital currency, and a digital ID, surf. It's for your own good. We're here to save you. It's
0: just like what they did over the past four years. It's a financial digital jab.
1: Yeah, that's right. All right, guys, the website is DaveJanda.com. Listen live Sundays, two to five Eastern. If you miss it, you can listen for free pretty much anytime over there at DaveJanda.com. Dr. Dave Janda, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for your integrity, your willingness and courage to speak truth, and most of all today for your time. God bless. Thank you,
0: Sean, for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. And I thank your listeners for not only joining us today, but putting that white hat on. And I'm sure they already have, but to continue to putting that white hat on every day and making a positive difference in their community and in their prospective state and in a, for our country and the world.
1: Yeah. You think, amen. And I like what your idea is. Uh, you know, Go to you know, Kinko's, FedEx, Kinko's, whatever, after typing out or doing whatever you, some of you guys are really great at graphic design. Uh, type out a card, right? Type out the websites. I don't care what it is. Maybe it's infowars.com. Maybe it's davejanda.com, whatever it is. Maybe type out your top 10 favorite places to get the true news. And just maybe that's the top of your card. True news is found here. And then hand it out every time you get into a conversation with somebody about inflation, about an open border, about Biden's treason. Hand them the card and say, I wish you a very blessed day. Dave Janda, thank you so much, brother. Let's do this again soon.
0: I thank you, Sean. And I thank our our listeners.
1: All right, guys, thank you. If you're still with us, please spread this far and wide within your own sphere of influence on social media. And I'll remind you every single day for free you can check out davejanda.com and sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda 24 7. God bless you guys. Appreciate you very much. Bye bye. The
3: truth is on November. 16, twenty eighteen, it was a Republican, President Donald Trump, the man who barked Make America Great and Drain the Swamp, signed into law a bill, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Act that was unanimously approved by every member of Congress, Democrats and Republicans, including the likes of Thomas Massey and Jim Jordan and others who claim they are quote unquote fighters for quote unquote free speech. The truth is the Congress of the United States is owned by foreign actors and big tech. This is why SISA was passed unanimously. These external forces control the Congress of the United States. If we want to really help the American people, we have to end the occupation of the United States of America from Zionism.